Hey everyone, Katie and I really hope that you enjoy this episode because we just tell our story. We tell the story of how we met, how we fell in love, and all that transpired to lead up to our marriage. Uh, so we had a blast. I hope you you folks enjoy it as well. And please, 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 if you are able to leave this podcast a rating or a review, that encourages Katie and I both so much, and it also helps our podcast show up more organically on the different platforms, and so therefore more people are able to listen to our podcast. So if you do enjoy this podcast and you think other people should listen to it as well, you can tap on the stars just by clicking one of the stars, or if you want to take the time to write a review, that that means a ton to us. Uh, so anyways, we'll get this thing going. Hey, I'm Elisha Voper. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited as you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. So tonight we're going to give it a go of telling our love story. And I feel like everybody loves their own love story because it's specific and individual to them. But I feel like Elisha and I always kind of get into some kind of disagreement when we tell our love story. Do you feel that way? Really? I hadn't, I didn't, Where I don't we like think that. <laughs> think of, we think of, um, I guess just stuff that happened differently. Sure. And because our timelines are so different, mine starts when I'm eight years old and his, it's kind of a little muddier when he starts. Sure. But I don't know. No, I think you're right. I do agree with you and that I, when Katie and I have couples over for dinner and, and different families over for dinner, I always like seeing them light up when we ask them their love story or how they met and how they started dating and stuff. So I do think it is one of those things that most couples really enjoy telling their love story. And I enjoy telling ours, but I didn't realize we usually get in a fight when we tell it. Well, it's not a fight. We just disagree. Disagree on some of the details. We just disagree. Yeah. So we're going to try to tell this as concisely as possible because I feel it can also get a little long and drawn out. And I'll just jump in right away. I was eight years old and the first time I saw Elisha, I was eight years old. And for me, it was love at first sight. Seriously, I was not one of those eight-year-old girls that thought boys were annoying or had cooties or any of that. I was like die-hard crushing on Elisha the moment I saw him. And it was at a family camp in Bend, Oregon, where we actually currently live. But the problem was Elisha was 12. And so he had a lot of older friends. They would drive around in cars. They would stay up really late. And here at eight years old, I was still asking my parents if I could have sugar. I was going to bed at eight o'clock and I was friends with his little sisters. So I think that made the age gap seem even bigger. So he didn't even know I existed. But when I drove back home to Southern California from that camp, I wrote in my journal, I want to marry Elisha Peter Voberg. And I actually found that journal like 15 years later. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Do you still have that journal? 
It burned in our barn fire. Oh, that's right. That one got that one I got know. lost. Oh well. And I actually do remember that first time meeting you because is this? I want to see if we're on the same page with this. The first time I met you was when you guys rolled up to Camp Dwight in your SUV really late at night. It was like one or two in the morning. Yeah, I think that's right. And we were camping outside. I remember you guys piling out of your your vehicle. Yeah, I remember being so self-conscious because, like, the cutest boy I had ever seen in my life was outside the car, and here I am groggy and half asleep, and it was bad, you guys. Not the first impression you want to make. Yeah, so that was when Katie fell in love with me, which is actually pretty impressive that you had that foresight to know that she wanted to marry me <laughs> as an eight-year-old girl. But my first thoughts of you were not were not romantic, which I think is probably appropriate because you were eight years old and I was 12 years old. Uh, but I do have some memories of you at that stage. But it wasn't until I think I was probably like 15 or 16 and you would have been, what, 11 or 12 years old that I even thought that, sh- that you and I were in the same age bracket necessarily so that in the future we could, you know, become a I don't know if you even couple. thought we were in the first well, age the same age bracket. Well, because this is how it came up. So I was actually really good friends with one of Katie's uncles, which is funny because he was two years older than me and only six years older than you, Mm -hmm. right? Your your uncle. Um, And we were really good friends. And I can remember when I was 15 and he was 17, he said, hey, he told me, he goes, Elisha, my niece Katie has a big crush on you and you guys should get married when you get older because then you could come to all of our family reunions and like to the holidays and we could hang out and it would be fun for everybody. And so I thought that was a great idea at the time too, because I didn't have any other prospects in my life and I wasn't, you know, committed to any other girls at that point. And so I thought that 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 was my best prospect was being able to spend the holidays and the, and the family reunions with my really good buddy, uncle Wade. So you guys see why we get into disagreements over this story (laughs) because I don't really like how I'm perceived, but anyways. Okay. So moving on, moving on. I, I knew Katie existed at that point of Basically, my life. it was a joke. It wasn't a real thing. Yeah, I think people would like tease me about marrying Katie Johnson when she grew up. But, th- I mean, come on, Katie. To my defense, you were like four and a half years younger than me, which is a big deal when I'm like 16 you and guys, you're not even 12. You guys, these were the hardest years of my entire life. Like, I'm not even kidding. I would see Elisha once a year at this camp, and Elisha hung out with all the cool kids. They were all the popular boys. And he was super athletic, like he still is. He was really musical, really attractive, like he had everything going for him. And on top of that, he wasn't flirtatious. He was really standoffish, kind of, and appeared more, like, moody. And I don't know. He was just tall, dark, and handsome. Every girl there had a crush on him. And it was so brutal to watch all these girls freak out and talk about Elisha. And, like, they've gone through puberty, and I haven't, you know? Like, there is just, it's just blatantly obvious that I am not in the runnings. Like, I'm not competition at all. And that was really, really hard. It's so funny that you perceived me as being that way because I was so insecure at that point in my life. I was really self-conscious. And extremely insecure, which is, I think, what made me come across as being moody or, you know, too cool for school. Because that's what, like, every insecure guy does. He acts like he's too cool for school. Well, it was attractive. Apparently. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I don't regret being that way then. Uh, so when I turned uh, 19 years old, I think. No, it wasn't 19 years old. 
Actually, I'm just going to go Let's ahead and skip to where yeah, I'm yeah. 18. Yeah. That's where it gets clear. It gets it gets fun and a little bit juicy. It's pretty fun. So when Katie turned 18 years old, I was 22 and I had not dated anyone up until this point. I had some interests, you know, come and go at that point in my life, which is natural when you're a young adult man. Um, and when Katie turned 18, it was crazy because I knew that she was an awesome girl. I knew that she was pretty and I knew that she had a, a bunch of characteristics that were attractive to me, but I knew her so little. When I think about how much of a friendship you and I had established at that point, it was very little. It was, it was none. No one think everyone thinks we were friends because we knew each other so well. His younger sisters were my best friends, but yeah, we never had a single conversation. That's right. So when Katie turned 18 years old, okay, this is funny. Actually, I'm kind of excited to tell this. I was 22 and Katie and her family had moved from Southern California to a little town in Oregon called Dufer. And I was still living with my family in Western Washington. So we lived about three and a half hours away from mm -hmm. each other. And I called your daddy and I basically asked if I could get to know you. I said, Hey, I don't know Katie very well. I know she's 18 years old now. I, I would love to be able to talk to her and see if we couldn't pursue a relationship. I don't know what will transpire, but I, I want to get to know her more. And just to give a little bit of context, Elisha was doing like the honorable thing in calling my dad because he knew that I hadn't dated anyone up until 18 years old. My parents were very clear, and Elisha's parents were too, that dating was to get to know someone to potentially marry them. So because of that, we didn't date around when we were in our teen years or when marriage wasn't even an option because my parents didn't want, you know, me getting my heart broken over and over or just kind of creating baggage ultimately. So I am grateful that they protected us through that until it was like, okay, you know, now there's a potential that something could happen for the long term. Yeah. I think that was good. And it's funny because when I made that phone call to Katie's father, Chad Johnson, I, your dad was like a larger than life figure to me because he put on this man camp called the Academy, which I would go to every once in a while. And he would speak at different conferences and it, and he ran a really successful business and he had 11 children and he was very athletic and, you know, competed in Ironman. He was just like this larger than life figure, like I already said. And so when I made the phone call to him, I was pretty nervous to talk to him and obviously I was, I think any guy's nervous when they're calling a dad of a daughter that they're interested in, but I was extra nervous because I had already built this guy up to be big, larger than life. And so when I called him, he told me that he'd think and pray about it. And then he in real life forgot that I had called and that's the truth, right? Katie, that's pretty common yeah. with my dad. It wasn't like first priority for him. Yeah. So this was a huge deal for me that I'd called a dad. I hadn't called a father before in my life to ask, you know, to pursue their daughter. So it was, it was, you know, front of mind for me. And he told me he was going to think and pray about it, but instead he just forgot about it. And so a couple <laughs> weeks went by and I hadn't heard anything. So I decided to call him again because I was like, man, he's thinking and praying for a long time. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's waiting to hear from the Lord. Maybe I should just help him along with the process. So I gave him a call and right when he answered, he was like, oh, my word, Elisha, I feel terrible. I totally forgot <laughs> that you called and asked if you could date my daughter. And I was like, are you kidding me? You forgot about the most important thing in my life? Uh, so anyways, at that point, he did tell me the exact same thing. He goes, hey, just give me a day to think about this and I'll get back with you. And so the next day he actually called me and he said, Elisha, I've been thinking about it. And I really, you know, I'm grateful that you called me and that you're trying to respect and honor me. He goes, but I've been actually getting a lot of phone calls from different guys wanting to pursue Katie. And so I just, I just decided to kind of give you guys all the green light. 
So if you guys want to... so my dad. Yeah, and this is literally what he said. He goes, if you guys want to pursue her, it's just up. You guys can pursue her however you feel, you know, whatever, however, by however means you see best, you know, whether that's phone calls or coming and visiting in person or, or writing her letters. And so, and then he went on to say, he goes, in fact, this weekend, I think four of the other guys that are interested in Katie are coming to this big skiing event, uh, which was like six and a half hours away from my house. And he goes, it'd be great if you could show up too, you know, so that you could be there, be around Katie and you could hang out with her in this environment, you know, with these other guys. And I was oh, like, are you word. kidding me? Like, this is nuts at this point. Cause obviously I was like getting nervous and my palms were getting sweaty, just knowing that there was other guys interested in Katie. And if you guys know my dad at all, this isn't surprising. He's really, he likes to try different things. If you follow the big ski family, you see he just does things in an unorthodox way. And I do have seven other sisters and their relationships have all been a lot more straightforward. Not so much like this, but I was the first girl. This was the first run of relationships and daddy made it interesting. Yeah. And I was so frustrated because I was not, I had previous commitments that weekend. So I wasn't able to go to this skiing event that all these other guys were going to, and that Katie was going to be at. And so I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't put my hand in the ring, but actually in hindsight, I feel like that was to my benefit because I think your dad talked to me on a Thursday, on a Thursday and this event was starting on a Friday. And so since I knew I couldn't go there and be with you in person, I decided to write you a really long email that night. Right. Okay. The email Elisha wrote me, I should link it in the blog post to this podcast because it's so funny, but I pull open my computer and I see an email from Elisha Peter Voper, and like my heart stopped. I was like, what? He doesn't even know I exist. You guys, we had never had a conversation up until this point. That's true. And so I open up the email and I think it's his sister, Lilia, who's my really good friend playing a trick on me. But as I'm reading through this email, it is so wordy, so overdone, so thought out. I was like, I don't think Lilia could write an email like this. This has got to be Elisha. I still remember that was the first time in my life I used the word prevaricate. Prevaricate. He used a lot of words I had to look up in there. And the lame part was he had a sentence in there about pursuing a platonic relationship. Who wants to pursue a platonic relationship? Yeah, I was, I was, I was playing it very safe. I, I did not. That, that's just so funny. I was not willing to put myself out there and risk taking a hit. So I was like, hey, you know, just get to know each other in a casual, platonic way. You know, just friends. You know, Which, having a good time. I mean, in theory, it sounds like a good idea, but anyways. So I freak out. I like start jumping on the bed and I run downstairs screaming to my parents' room. And I'm like, oh my word, is this for real? Tell me this isn't a joke. Like Elisha said that he talked to daddy and I was just freaking out. All my siblings come running into the bedroom. Again, first relationship ever for the whole family. <laughs> and my dad, you can just see in his eyes going like, this was a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I did know who the other guys were who were going to be reaching out to me when my dad said, hey, I gave you know several guys the go ahead. They were all great guys. Um, but I might have given one of them a chance, but the fact that Elisha wrote to me, it was just like everyone instantly paled in comparison. I was like, I cannot believe my dream crush just wrote me. Yeah, so I think probably in response to Katie's dramatic reaction to my letter, your father called me again and said, hey, I, I know that I told you you could kind of get to know Katie in whichever way you thought was most comfortable or 
or I guess conducive to the way you guys operate. But I think that I'd really prefer if you guys got to know each other via the postal service, you know, writing letters to each other. Snail yeah, mail. He, my dad was like, whoa, he could tell I was ready to walk down the aisle, not even knowing <laughs> this guy. And he was like, it's like we, we need, need to slow to things down. Slow down. Yeah. And so Katie and I started writing letters to each other, which is really, those are sweet memories. I, I still think. have all my letters. Yeah. Sorry. Elisha threw his Sorry. Well, that's because <laughs> there's more to the story. Yes. There's we'll more to, to the story. Yeah. Uh, so we started writing letters to each other. And I think all my letters were probably very similar to my email and that they were just very wordy. They were all... They were written to my dad. He knew I was going to show my parents my letters. Yeah. I'm a sharer. I'm a talker. And our relationship, because I was so young and Elisha was older, my dad assumed Elisha might be ready to go faster than you know, he was comfortable with me going because I was still pretty young and immature. And so our relationship was highly chaperoned. It was. And so as a result, it wasn't very romantic. Like I didn't communicate in a romantic way at all. No, he talked about theology, you guys. (laughs) I was really into, I was really into reformed theology at the time. And so I would tell Katie everything I was learning you know, and reading Jonathan Edwards and John Calvin. He would and stuff. pontificate I would. and use <laughs> giant words he looked up in the thesaurus. <laughs> Anyways, but I still was stoked every time I got a letter from Elisha. And I remember my dad seeing that we didn't really have a lot of chemistry in our yeah. relationship, which, to be honest, I think it was because we were always around our family members. We were never just one on one. Sure. Um, but we were like one time. Yeah. And we kind of started to flirt that one time. Yeah. I mean, I think that the whole group dating thing, I think I stand by it in, I think, principle, meaning like it's really great when you can get to know somebody in a group environment and you see how they interact with different people or with their family or with your family. Mm -hmm. But I do think just based off of our experience that had we have been given more opportunity to be one-on-one, we would have been much more comfortable with each other and as a result would have actually gotten to know each other more accurately yes just because of the nature of our relationship i was super confident around other guys Hmm. and i had had crushes on other guys in that you know in between zone when i realized i was just one of the many trailing behind elisha i was like forget this but with elisha i think because i had blown him up to be larger than life he was a celebrity to me And the fact that he wanted to get to know me made me totally clam up. I didn't think I was pretty enough. I wasn't talented enough. I was constantly comparing myself against these other girls because, you know, he just had his his pick. (laughs) He had his pick of It makes me so sad that you felt that way. Seriously. Well, especially when I consider how unaffirming I was to you throughout that initial kind of courting or dating process Mm -hmm. because I was so self-conscious and insecure and ultra aware of the fact that your daddy was watching or your siblings were always around us. I really didn't affirm you very much at all. Yeah. I perceived Elisha as being super confident and he wasn't during that time, especially around my dad. And so I think that affected, I was waiting for him to kind of go out on a limb and tell me you know, his feelings for me in a more, I don't know, like committed way. Yeah. And I really wish I would have. And he was waiting for me to affirm him. Yes. Which is backwards. I really wish I would have been the one that put myself out there. I just do think that I think that the man should do that. He should be the one that risks it. He should be the one that risks being embarrassed or having his feelings hurt, you know, or he should be vulnerable first. And that's not what I was doing that this, this first time that we 
yeah, I'm giving you guys kind of a clue that there is a couple go arounds with our relationship. So <laughs> yeah. this first time, this first go around, I did not do that at all. So this ended like what? It was kind of stop, go, painful, brutal. We never got any All in all, maybe chemistry. like nine months. Yeah, nine months. I think nine months of writing letters. We did grow to the point where we could call each other on the phone as well. And I think we probably saw each other in person maybe like 10 times over that nine-month period, would you say? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Not enough. Not enough. And it was always pretty awkward. Like, oh, I was my never word. myself. Oh, my word. You guys, I like, Elisha would come up to me and be like, hey, Katie. And then he would look over the top of my head like he was looking for someone else wow. while I tried to talk to him. Wow. That was like a common thing. And so I would be so insecure because I'd be like, wait like who's he who's he waiting for like is he waiting for his friends to show up like yeah it was brutal we were so young so after nine months because of a series of conversations and i think basically katie and i both just agreeing that we weren't enjoying this dating process very much yeah we decided it was the good good thing to end it and so mm -hmm. we ended it and i think that we were both sad more because it was the end of an ideal and the end of something that we had both been envisioning for some time as being perfect. Because I thought for sure that I would have romantic connection with Katie because I saw who she was on paper. And I thought that if she, you know, I, I guess was like-minded to a lot of things I was on paper, then the romance would, would come easily. And it just did not. It didn't come easily at all. <laughs> it didn't. So then there went... A year and a half, we both got in different relationships pretty quickly, mm -hmm. and those were more standard relationships, I feel like. Yeah, I think that... As, as far, far as, as my dad had kind of seen how I didn't feel the freedom to be myself in the way that Elisha and I communicated, and so it was a lot more laid back um, and straightforward with texting, calling, going on dates with guys, and it was a lot more casual the second and third times around for me. Yeah. And I think for Elisha, he, um, I just, at that point, yeah. I really wanted to get married. I think that's ultimately what it was because <laughs> I, I was 23 at that point And I was like, what the heck am I doing? I, I know I want to get married. I need to go talk to more girls. And I did. Yeah. Again, found myself in a relationship shortly after we ended our relationship. I'm pretty sure it started before we ended our relationship. I don't know. The, I'm still pretty the, bitter the about that. The details are pretty blurry. I don't know. In my <laughs> no, mind. No, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I don't know how that all happened. But anyways, I was in, a, a, once again, a very serious relationship that I thought was going to end in marriage. I thought I was going to get married to this gal. You thought you were going to get married to the guy that you were dating. And Yeah, like... It was kind of crazy how we both thought we were going to get engaged and then ended our relationships within like, like a week of each yeah, other. Yeah, very clearly. There were just very clear things that came up where it was just a no-go Yep, for and, both of us. And over this year and a half break of Katie and I not dating, when we were dating other people, we, we would see each other in passing. And since you were still good friends with my sister, you'd probably hear about my life and hear about my relationship. And I know that I would hear about your life and your relationship from my sister. And so we always kind of kept tabs on each other. And I think we both thought highly of each other the entire time. Yeah. It just felt like, you know what? I respect Elisha. I still thought he was insanely attractive, <laughs> but I just, there was nothing in me that felt like it could work out. Yeah. Yeah. And at I, all. And I think I, I thought the same thing too. It was just totally done and closed and we had given it a, a good shot and it just didn't work. Yeah. And so when we both ended our relationships within a week, um, it was pretty fortuitous that <laughs> shortly after ending our relationships, we found ourselves going to a mutual friend's wedding in Montana. 
And so my sister and, and I were going to drive to this wedding and then you and your sisters decided to like meet us halfway. Well, actually your sisters and my sisters were road tripping up together. All us girls were going and we picked you up from a guy's camping oh, trip. Oh, that's right. I was camping up in Northern Idaho. Yeah. So we picked you up. up the day after you broke up. Wow. Fresh off the press. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So we were like, give us the details, you yeah, know, a yeah. bunch of girls in the car. We're like, we've got a long road trip. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. And I think I enjoyed the captive audience. And so I just <laughs> took advantage of the 12 hour or whatever, the 12 hour car trip from Idaho into Montana to tell you all about the, the drama of my relationship and why it was ended and why I was heartbroken and why I was moving on and all those things. And I remember you were sitting shotgun and I was driving. Yeah. And I, that was the first time that I felt like you and I like started to understand each other. Would you yeah, agree? Yeah, it was the first time we totally clicked on a friendship level. We had a conversation that wasn't awkward. It yeah. was fun. Elisha, obviously, through this whole time, had just grown in confidence. He was a man now. He was making his own decisions. Yeah. And he was going to do what he was going to do. Yeah. There was just a really big shift. Yep in how he perceived himself, I think. And then for me, I'd grown in a lot of confidence too, just knowing, I don't know. I just, I was so confident in who I was Mm -hmm. as a woman and I didn't feel like I needed Elisha's approval anymore. But at the same time, I mean, I was always going to be fine if he gave it to me. (laughs) So that road trip and weekend was really a turning point in our relationship Mm -hmm. because we enjoyed each other and we enjoyed our friendship that whole weekend and then as time went on, I think we would casually text each other because I know that I wasn't in a relationship and so whatever, I was lonely. And so I'd send random texts to you and you would, you know, entertain my texts. Um, and we did that for a couple of months, I think. Isn't that right? Yeah, we texted throughout the summer and we talked to each other about different people we were going out on dates with or <laughs> hanging out with. Uh, but it was just such a fun time having that open, free dialogue with Elisha. I know I was so nervous to call it anything more than a friendship because I knew that both of our families had seen how awkward it had been before and seen how we didn't bring out the best in each other. And I knew there, it was going to be a major uphill battle the moment I said, Elisha and I are in a serious relationship. Yeah. I think you're totally right. We had to win a lot of people over, you know, more than just each other (laughs) when it it came to, uh, to dating, if we wanted to date and pursue a relationship. And I remember one time uh, in fourth, on 4th of July. You remember when I went and saw you? Yeah, that's right. And then we texted till really late. That's right. That yeah. night. And I asked you there, I was like, are you just awkward around me or are you awkward around like all girls? Yeah. I think and I just told you, that was the first time I told you that I liked you, right? Yeah. That was the first time you told me that you liked me. Right. And wanted to pursue me. And I was like, that can never happen. Yeah. Even though I loved having this friendship with Elisha and a mild flirtation with him, really. But when we got on the phone the other day, he was like, do you see me as a brother? And oh, I was you mean like, a couple days later? Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I do not see you as a brother. But I was like, you're really argumentative. We're going to fight all the time. Like, these are your values. Like, I had so many preconceived ideas of who Elisha was. Which is funny because he's totally the peacemaker in our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was that was a really great summer, and I think a lot of things happened in my life that summer. I moved away from from uh, my family's home. I moved to Bend, Oregon. 
And then it was crazy because then because of that fire on your guys' property, you guys ended up moving to Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. which was pretty crazy. So we found ourselves, you know, living in the same town, which we there was no way we could have planned on that happening. And I think that that summer I, I had once again just decided that I wanted to get married. And so I started talking to different girls and it became apparent to me very clearly that some of these values that I thought maybe were like give or take were actually really important to me as I was talking to different girls that, that were Christians, but then didn't have the same vision for life maybe that I had or didn't have the exact same set of values. And I started re- realizing more and more that Katie was really like-minded in a lot of these values. And and I thought at that point, well, even if we can't connect right away romantically, I know she has these values and I want to fight to try to connect romantically because these things are really important to me. You know, who she is in the Lord and just having her confidence in the Lord and loving God's word and having a vision to, uh, you know, to have family and to, to be a mother and to be somebody that seeks adventure. I saw all those desires in Katie and I thought, man, I want her to fall in love with me and I want to fall in love with her. And so I became a little bit dog headed, I think, later in summer. And I just started really telling you like, no, I, I'm going to keep pursuing you until you, you give in. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it was romantic at that point and that we were flirting. We were, I don't know, it wasn't boring. We had a lot of chemistry throughout the summer. More than we ever had the first time, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I do think, though, that I was super hesitant to give in to Elisha because I wanted to make sure he was so sold out for me. And that was something I didn't experience the first time. Yeah. And so I just wanted to know, like, he wanted me, not just another these ideals. girl. Yeah. yeah. Or these ideals or yeah. something like that. Sure. That makes sense. And so I think it was, uh, oh, should we tell him the story about when we were at the Academy? Oh, the berm? Yeah. We'll go really quick on this story. Okay. This is good. Because this is the first time that, like, I showed affection towards you, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was pretty appropriate actually very appropriate so we were at this i was at this man camp that i had already that i already mentioned that her dad put on called the academy and at prior to this year i'd go to the academy and it, even if i liked katie i would never show it to her because i knew all the other guys liked her and so i didn't want to be like all the other guys and just you know single katie out but this year i didn't care at all what people thought of me or what the other guys if they whether they liked her or not i just made a point to single you out every at every opportunity and so we talked a lot that weekend and by the end of the weekend when I was getting ready to leave well okay back up just two days Elisha had sent me a song that he wrote for me that's right that was a pretty good move Uh, yeah that was a good move and then so that was a good move and then there at the camp he was just head and shoulders above any of the guys there in my opinion and I decided I wanted to tell Elisha I liked him and I wanted to move forward in our yeah. relationship and actually have a relationship. Yeah. So it was like getting close to bedtime and all the men were getting ready to bed down for the night. And there's what, like 50, 60 guys there. Yeah. And we were all in our sleeping bags out in the field. And uh, we, we kept trying to find a place to talk. And so we kept walking, but then there was like guys brushing their teeth. And so we'd walk further and there's guys like laying down to go to bed and we kept walking, walking, walking. Yeah. So I know everybody. So I don't want it to appear awkward that I'm off talking to Elisha by myself. So I'm kind of worried about my reputation too at this point. And so the further out we get, like in the field, 
the more uncomfortable I'm getting because I'm going, this is going to look worse right. if we get found. Yeah. So we just kept going further and further. Yeah, it was, it was becoming very conspicuous. <gasps> yeah, it was. And so we ended up at the opposite side of the field behind this huge rock berm. At like 1130 at night or yeah. midnight. Yeah. And you told me that, hey, I like you too. You know, like, because I had, I had made it clear to you that I liked you at this point. I kept telling you that I liked you. I had a crush yes. on you. I wanted to date you. And you kept telling me that it wasn't going to happen. And this was the night that you that you said, okay, I, I like you too. But then you said we had to wait like a month or two months or something arbitrary. I don't know. <laughs> it was three months. Three yeah. months? Yeah. yeah. I said we can't talk for three months. Yeah. Because people had told me that New Elisha, I can see you guys going together, which is like the first affirmation I got from anyone that knew us. But Elisha's going through a lot right now. He just moved. He's not ready to be in a relationship. You just need to give him some space. So that's where I came up with the three month thing. Yeah. Makes, I mean, I'm sure there was some wisdom in, in that. Anyways. Yeah. So we had our conversation behind the berm yeah. and people like all of a sudden there's like spotlights yep. being shown all around the berm. Yes. And you guys, the way my dad runs this camp, it's like military camp it a is. little bit. So it it's like, there's a curfew. Yep. Elisha's missing. His daughter's missing. Yeah. This doesn't look good. No. Nope. And he was about to call. He had a few guys looking like my uncle and, yes. you know, people who aren't going to let it out of the bag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but he was about to call all the guys to start looking for us. Oh, man. So sketchy. That was sketchy. So we were behind this burp Can and there was imagine? literally like flashlight beams coming, you know, by all the trees next to us and we were ducked this down. This looks so bad if it's like midnight and we're like hiding out on some far corner of the property. Oh my word. That is, yeah, you're turning red right now. <laughs> I am. But I did kiss you on the forehead that night. He did. Yeah. Yes. He kissed me on the forehead and it was so perfect. It was so sweet. I hadn't kissed anybody. Um, I w really wanted to save my first kiss for the man that I married. And so if he had tried to kiss me, I would have been really upset. But the fact that he kissed my forehead, it was just perfect. and It was a win. And then he left in his car. Yeah, and then I ended up leaving that night. I was like, ah, I think I'm out of here. <laughs> he <laughs> left, and I had to walk in and face the people looking for me. And I was like, "It's Daddy, it's like not what it looks like. Nothing happened. Yeah, so was, I think that really started kind of our relationship. Even though we did wait for a few weeks, it, it never turned into three months. I think we went like no. a month and a half or something. Well, then our barn burned down, and Elisha was the first person I texted. Yeah, so we talked over that, and then yeah, um, yeah. yeah so all in it was all. only a couple weeks later, but we officially started dating again. It took a long time to win my sister over, his sisters over, my dad over. There was major opposition to our relationship. Yeah, like major yeah. emotions going on. Yeah, but we wanted it. But we wanted it. Yeah, so we started dating in October. We got everyone on board to be like, and when I say. Everyone on board. Obviously, Elisha and I could pursue a relationship, but I respect my parents so much. If you guys know them, then you probably respect them too. And I knew that I didn't want to be in a relationship where I didn't have their blessing because I was, I had heard so much about women's emotions leading them astray, yeah. basically, and ending up with a guy you didn't want to end up with because he seemed so perfect in the moment. So even though I really wanted Elisha, I really wanted my family on board because I just knew there was that protection there. Yeah, their safety. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want them to like see something that I was totally missing. Sure. 
Yeah. So eventually your family got on board. My family got on board. And we went ring shopping three weeks after that. Yeah. Which was really fun. I remember that. I've got such fun memories of that. And uh, that was November, December. Then there was some drama in there a little bit. Yeah. I don't think we can go through all the yeah, drama. Yeah. That's just for a different episode. You know, because yeah, I think we might. I would love to write a book someday and include this, but I think that there's certain parts that are touchy enough. I want to be able to write them down and think of them sure. and not just talk it out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. So we'll all fast forward to when I proposed to you, which was February. So four months later. Okay, that's skipping that. a lot of it. You don't want to say anything? Well, I mean, you just made it sound like you don't want to talk about any of that stuff. Okay, maybe some of it. Okay, what, what do you want to talk about? Okay, what about our first kiss? We should talk about that. Oh, that was awesome. That, that was, was my great. first kiss ever. That's right. Well, that was right in the middle of the drama. That's when we thought we were going to break up and never be with each other again. Yeah. That's how clearly Katie was thinking. She she thought, she thought was telling me we were down in Southern California and we had ran to the store to get ice cream. And you go, you know what? I don't think we're going to be able to get married, but I want you to be my first kiss. Guys, that is not good logic. No. <laughs> you know that's not good logic. Yeah. But I was so over it. I had wanted Elisha my whole life, and it seemed like it was coming to a close. Our relationship had kind of climaxed in the wrong direction. My parents were just going like, Katie, I don't think you guys are good for each other. Every single person in our lives was being like, you guys bring out the worst in each other. <laughs> Literally everyone, yeah. okay? And so Elisha and I were just like, well, we don't want to be foolish. And so anyways, I... I convinced him to kiss me. Yeah, which I i mean, I think you were like, I really want you to be my first kiss. And I go, Katie, that's not wise, but that sounds awesome. So, <laughs> so it wasn't that it wasn't that hard to talk me into it. <laughs> so that was our first kiss in the Ralph's parking lot in San Clemente, California. Yeah. Which is really fun because we've been, we've been back to that grocery store a lot of times since. Yes. Which is really fun. So that was in January. And then it was a month later that a bunch of really good things happened. I had some great conversations with your dad. Um, we, we just resolved a lot. And then your dad told me that he really thought we should get married. He's like, I really want you two to get married. And uh, I think you, you totally got my blessing. And so whenever you think it's a good time to It was like propose. a 180 degree turnaround. Yeah. A couple of things had happened where I thought we were going to have to break up and potentially we could get back together at some point in the future, but it was going to be no for, yeah, for that for, period of for time. A while. And the conversation I thought where my dad was just going to like rattle, I shout <laughs> or give him a hard time. He said he would be honored to have him as a son-in-law. Yeah, which was cool. So then like five days later, well, then I bought an engagement ring a couple days later, and you guys were still in Southern California. I was in Bend, Oregon. And then I drove down to Southern California to surprise you and, and propose to you. You thought I was working a shift at the restaurant, but instead you went on a, on a walk on the beach with your I sisters. I have never been 100% surprised in my life because I'm just way too nosy and way too curious. Yeah. So I was... I knew an, you know, a proposal was coming and I was just like cross questioning Elisha and I'd ask him questions to like try to trip him up into saying what he was doing. And I was, it was so cemented in my mind that there was no way he could propose that week. Yeah. Yeah. But instead I come swimming out of the ocean <laughs> while you were walking on the beach, which was awesome. That could not have gone better. No. Okay. So I get down to the beach and there's all these rose petals spread out. And this is how far away my own proposal is from my mind. I was like, 
oh my goodness because I was with my sisters I was like someone got proposed to here that's so awesome and then Elisha in like this white button-down shirt comes walking out of the ocean soaking wet I like swam in (laughs) totally dramatic just like Elisha is and he asked me to marry him and I was just freaking out yeah it was it was so awesome and then we walked down the beach and my dad had planned this huge after party family had driven from like three and a half hours away There were so many fun people there and it was so cool you guys because for all the opposition we faced as soon as we got engaged everyone was so on board yes and there was just a hundred percent support if you guys are making this decision we're gonna support you and yeah it was awesome yeah so that's our story up until our engagement and then we yeah. only were engaged for two and a half months, yeah. which was a good idea. Yes. <laughs> Probably should have been like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, Katie, come on. <laughs> it was so hard, you guys, because literally our relationship, we still didn't have that great of a friendship at this point. Okay. It was mainly like trying to discuss major issues for marriage and we get in a lot of disagreements. Yeah. Do you remember fighting like all the time? Yeah, we had a lot of arguments. And so like, basically we'd be down, drag out arguments. We'd be arguing about like principles or trying to not have sex. Those were like the two <laughs> things that we spent our whole engagement doing, I feel like. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We were like very romantically inclined and very argumentative. Argumentative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our whole engagement. But literally that all stopped as soon as we got married. We became yeah. like best friends on our honeymoon. Yeah, I know. We've and only become better friends. Yeah. Since. I remember just going like, oh my word. Like I knew I was so committed to Elisha and I knew I wanted to marry him. But looking back, I was like, I had no idea how good it was going to get. Yeah. It's been so good ever since. Well, we should probably leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. This has been a pretty long episode already. <laughs> it has. No, I was trying to keep it under 45 minutes. I feel oh, like that's pretty okay, good. good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You did a good job because there are so many other things we could have talked about. Yes. But we'll have to save all those fun stories for a different time. All I know, Katie, is that I'm really glad we're married now. Oh, me too. I think that all the time. Yes. I'm just it's so just, glad we're married. It's so good. It's so, it's just so good. Thank you for marrying me. Thank <laughs> you. All right, asking. folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it to this point of the story, then I feel like you've done well. <laughs> yeah, you have. Congratulations. Congratulations. In fact, if you've made it to this point in the story, if you wouldn't mind giving us a review, that would be awesome because we really want to hear from the people who make it to the totally to the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good point that's a good point awesome well until next week i hope all of you folks have a good week so bye-bye